Hello, and welcome to podcast number six of Your Pure Truth Now. I'm Andrew Neblett with... Kathleen Neblett. And this week we're going to be talking about how self-deception uh, can kill, rob, destroy your objectivity. And um, this is uh, this is something that we do automatically, unfortunately. And this is a demon that uh, we really need to get rid of. Because self-deception is... It's, it's results from our thought processes, how we think. And also, we are, the way we think is shaped by how that we're, we're brought up, our social circles, and the influences of others. So, because we're social in our nature, we want to belong to something. We want to be part of a group. But we also don't want to stick out. So, of course, there's no 100%. So, there are exceptions to those rules, if you will, those categories. But most of us fall into that we want to be liked, part of a group, and don't want to be different from other people. So what happens if we're under this self-deception, this self-delusion uh, that influences our thoughts? So when we're trying to make a change, um, we keep getting stuck. Oh, you know, let's say that we, um, you know, we tried quitting smoking. And we've done, oh, we've done it a million times. It's easy to quit smoking and you keep doing it, right? The old joke. But you keep going back, even though your intentions are, I'm going to get over this. Or, oh my God, what a marriage that was. I will never marry somebody like that again. And you find yourself in the second and third more marriages with the same type of personality. Both Kathleen and I are hypnotists. And one of the very, I'm going to make it simple here, but very core um, thoughts in hypnosis is that you've got the conscious mind, the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind hates the word no. That's right. Right? Just like a little, what, like a two-year-old or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So, as an example, um, let's say, I no longer smoke, right? We say that to the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind hears, I smoke, <laughs> right? So, it doesn't want to stop. Um, it, it, negates the, it negates the word no. I mean, meaning it just gets rid of it and want, doesn't want to hear it. So, our intentions are usually a conscious mind. That's correct. Right? So um, being that, oh, we can think about it all day, but if our subconscious mind's like, "Uh uh-uh, not doing that. um, So how do we get past that? There we go. Well, that's what hypnosis is so great to do. All right? Um, But the first thing we have to do as as people who want to become more self-aware and objective and control our life we have to ask the tough questions. Yes. What are those? The what are those? Those are the things we don't want to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, true change can only come from a base of truth. And we need to question ourselves what we like and what we don't like. And... I'm going to even make it simpler than that because, you know, we can, we beat up ourselves for things we don't like about ourselves, right? Yes, that's correct. You know why we do that? Because we couch it in, oh, I don't like this about myself. And so our subconscious mind, oh, that's bad, that's negative, blah, don't like it. You know, so we, we are beating ourselves up. But where does that get you? It doesn't get you anywhere, right? Except in the same, <laughs> that same to self-deception that keeps going on. So, And then you start to feel bad yeah so you're compounding the problem 
Yes. Right? Or problems, if you will. Right. So this week, they're going to give you three ideas or methods or tools, however you want to categorize them, on how to tackle this exact issue. How do you get to the truth? So let's start there. One, don't label things as like, oh, that's really good or that's really bad. Okay. So what do I mean? Let's say that you're a person, and this is just an example, folks. Don't take it personal. If you do, that's your problem. Something else to work on. (laughs) (laughs) But let's say that you're a person who's overweight. Let's say you're 300 pounds. And so we're sitting there. Oh, my God. I'm 300 pounds. And either there's going to be two types of people like, I don't care. Yeah. Or the one's like, this really sucks. But I don't know what to do about it. And then you get more depressed. And then what do you do? Eat more. (laughs) Right? So this isn't good. So you're combining the problem there. So what you do is this. I am 300 pounds. One. Does this help me attain my goal or not attain my goal? Okay. So now we brought up the thing goal. When you break down the different parts of who you are, of the way you're acting, that you want to change, or if you're doing an inventory like we're doing here, you must have an end goal. Because if you don't have an end goal, you're never going to get anywhere. No, you have to have a goal to proceed forward and um, be successful with what you want to change. Right. Now, are we going to be successful 100% of the time? No. Why? We're human. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly why. We're always going to screw up. So at some degree. But that doesn't mean... It's not the destination necessarily. It's the journey. So, you got a goal. So, if your goal is, I want to be able to... One, let's say... I'll make two goals here. One, maybe maybe you're female and you want to wear a, a bikini on the beach, right? Or two... You want to be healthy and spend time with the grandchildren. But right. being way overweight... is very unhealthy. And slows you down and everything, right? So, pick one. Now, you ask yourself, I'm 300 pounds. How does that help me or not help me reach my goal of spending healthy time with my grandchildren? Well, obviously, it doesn't. So, how do I get there if you don't know how to get somewhere but you know where you want to go there's nothing wrong with asking questions and finding people who know how to do that right who have the map right or you can search on the internet be careful (laughs) (laughs) always be careful with that uh but read books go to the library go to bookstores uh talk to people that might be able to help you that have been successful losing a significant amount of weight yeah, experts. Look for experts, right? Experts. Yeah. Um, so now let's say, okay, I now know how to lose the weight. How do I do it? <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part. You mean how do I stay with the, the program? How to be consistent? Well, if you come up with a program. Yeah. Um, it's not even about being consistent more than just, one, starting it. Mm-hmm. And two, yes, being consistent. Yeah. And three, I would also add, don't beat yourself up if you slip. It's a goal. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to go straight there. 
Right. You might make some detours. Right. And life's like that anyway. We're always zigzagging all over the place. But the demon of self-deception is that, well, you know, I'm 300 pounds. I feel bad about it. And what am I going to do? This is just the way it is. And we don't want to face it. But, you know, people make fun of me because of my weight. But then we sit there and we don't change anything about it because the change can be hard. It's definitely hard. And people say what they're really saying, and we said this in an earlier podcast about the question, what do you want more? more. So in this uh, example is what you want more is to do nothing. It's easier for you to look be looked upon as the, the fat hippo or whatever, or that perception that you have that other people have of you. Um, then they eat celery. <laughs> and, and, right, then they eat celery, right. Um, so... See how it was easy to just, you know, you know what, it's too much work. This is what people think. I'm just going to live with that. And you're avoiding the hard truth or the hard work. The thing is, uh, what I have found is that it's not necessarily what people who are successful, it's not necessarily giving up everything. There's a path where you can have a little bit of what you like and still get to where you want to go. With your goal. Right, right. So, right It's not all saying, or nothing I, is what I meant to say. Right. It remind, and that reminds me of the saying, um, slow and steady wins the race. Right. Right? And then sometimes you have one step forward and two steps back. But you know what? If you're slow and steady in the race, you're going to have more steps forward than you are backwards. And don't beat yourself up about it. Right. And what happens if you find yourself beating up yourself about it? Now you're going back into that demon. Okay. Um, and that self-deception where you're trying, oh my God, the truth. I just, what you're really saying is like, I don't want to hear the truth anymore. I can't handle the truth anymore. So it's like, ah, so we look for ways out now. Um, well, you know what? It's my jeans. It's my, and I'm not talking about the one you wear. Well, they may be too small for you, but I wasn't (laughs) talking about those. Um, I'm talking about, you know, hereditary or jeans and your body and all that kind of stuff. How many times I've heard that? That's the excuse. That's just the way it is. Well, you know what? Hypnosis can help you change that too. Okay, reprogram the body. There's plenty, plenty of examples um, that help you with uh, change using hypnosis. However, that's just an excuse again. Everything is like, no, 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 no. And it's, it's like you're ignoring the hard truth, which is I'm being stupid. <laughs> which Right? Stupid meaning that it is more important for me to be unhealthy and not reach my goal than to put in a little effort. Well, it's hard. and Oh, it can be very hard. There's lots of things in life that are hard. And many of them are much harder than losing weight Yes. Um, to face. Yeah. So if you can figure out a way to be somewhat successful to lose the weight, and there's many, many programs, there's many, many ways to do things, um, you won't have those harder things to face possibly down the road. Another big stumbling block is fear. Oh, definitely. Right? Um, and fear, it causes us to go into like a self-protection mode to preserve our self-image, even though our self-image 
looks pretty bad. Right. And we're trying to fix that, whether it's a weight issue or some other. It doesn't matter. It sounds like we're picking on fat people today, and that's not the, no, <laughs> the point. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, it's about any issue that you have. The demon is we deceive ourselves out of avoidance, out of fear, out of laziness. Um, and there can be other things as well, but it's all about avoiding doing what we need to do. When I said looks pretty bad, mostly what I meant in that statement is if you're deceiving yourself, um, you're not aware that the others around you, family, friends, coworkers, whoever, know it. That's so you're right. really not the one, you're not deceiving them. It's just yourself, and it's not getting you where you want to go. That's right. Um, Kathy just reminded me, our actions, our self-deception, it definitely affects us, but it can unwittingly and unknowingly affect those around us as well. True. Right? And they're affecting us. We're letting, we also allow them to affect us. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, we want to belong to something. Uh, we don't want to be different. Uh, it feels good to be in a group. And of course, there's exceptions to that. But so that is something we will protect over accomplishing a real goal for us. You know, like maybe you have anger issues. Maybe smoking and your, your group doesn't smoke, but you want to. Or right. your group does smoke and you want to quit. Yep. See, there's a peer pressure kind of thing going on there. So here are the three things to do. One, you have to be go to the core and be completely honest with yourself by not putting emotions on it, judging it if it's good or bad. Just state, again, I'm going to go back to the weight example. I'm overweight by, I'm going to say 100 pounds. Is this helping me or hurting me? And we judge that because depending on what our goals are or goal should be. So we've made our goal and then we judge, does this weight help or not help? I didn't say it was good or bad. If it's not helpful, then that means we need to change it. If it is helpful, you don't need to change that aspect. Okay? Just the... Again, this is just an example. So if, if staying at 300 pounds is helpful or your goal, fine. But you have to strip away the emotional baggage and judgments from that. So that's number one. A tool to help you do this is number two, is what I call the third person objective view. And it works like this. Is that you, um, let's say... You have position one, which I'm going to call person one. And then there's position two, which I'm going to call person two. And then I'm going to call position three, the objective observer. So I'm going to call that one position three, observer. Okay. Okay. So now position one, you see yourself in your head. Position one, you're sitting in a chair and you're facing position two. And position one says, I've got this issue that I'm concerned with. Mm -hmm. Position two says, okay, I'm sitting there and position two, is, position two is listening. And then position two will offer what it thinks would be the answer. And the observer is watching this transaction. 
from a, again, it's a neutral observer, objective, no emotion, no nothing. And it's listening to the conversation and saying that works or it doesn't work. Because physician two may be offering the easy answer. Right. That physician one's but it may right not be the right answer for the physician one. Well, right. Which remember, this is all you. So uh, take a moment, you know, turn off the cell phone, get into a quiet spot, whatever, and close your eyes, take a deep, few deep breaths in and out, and see yourself position one, position two, and objective observer. If you have a hard time doing this, you can actually write this out on a piece of paper. And what I'd recommend is making three columns, P1 for position one or person one, P2 position, position or person two, and OO or O for objective, that's position three. Position one, you put in the problem. Position two, you write the answer to the problem. And position three of the observer, will this work or is this real? And see if there's something you can add or tweak. So there's two ways to do that one. And the third one is you have to, on a daily basis, with the goal saying, Am my, are my actions, what I'm doing, help or prevent me from reaching this goal? And if it's, if it's a preventing you from reaching your goal, don't be, you, you can't beat yourself up. This is not about praise or, or blame. It's reality check. Very simple, on, off. Helping or not helping? If it's helping, continue. If it's not helping, do something else. What I Do you think it would be a good idea to even write those on a piece of paper? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because Anytime sometimes you're seeing your something visually and yeah. writing it, it you, you think about it in a different way maybe than you do just in your head at mm -hmm. the moment where uh, something can distract you before you've even given it a lot of thought. Right. Um, and then you forget to go back or or when you go back, you've lost that train of thought. If you take the time maybe to write it. I'm a very visual. I, I have to write things down and it just really helps me figure out exactly which way I want to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, we are also creatures of habit and we think we like things that are comfortable and familiar. Mm -hmm. Okay. Religion can do that for us or our social upbringing and so forth. And because we're used to thinking things that way in that frame of mind, we don't see that things can be bad or good for us or helpful or not helpful. We may be missing something. Right. So as an advice for the objective observer, an exercise to do outside of all of this is to, and I would say this is the third thing, is to evaluate all your beliefs and whether they fit or don't fit. Pretend that you're on a debate team and say, okay, and again, I'm just making an example here, folks. Oh, I've been Methodist since I was born and this is what I believe. Okay, so now I want you to be devil's advocate, ha ha ha, pun intended, <laughs> all right, and go the other side, what if that idea that I grew up in a Methodist church doesn't work for me. What is the opposite of that? Or um, how do you argue the other side? Be a debate thing, a team or with yourself. Or if you have something else that you're choosing or thinking of going to, yeah. you may want to have that as your uh, competing thought. Right. So the for idea... Co for comparison is what I meant to say. Right. And the whole exercise and the reason we're doing this is to shake you out of the familiarity the self-deception demon 
because we don't even know we're being deceived half the time. Our familiarity. We're not aware. <laughs> we're not aware. That's right. Our comfort keeps us trapped in that self-deception position. Definitely the comfort zone. Right? So get yourself out of the comfort zone. It's not that you're just because you're looking at an opposite of trying to break down your beliefs or your ways of doing things, that what you're doing is wrong. You just want to make sure that it still fits who and where you want to go. Right. If you're looking for something, right. re-examine yourself object- objectively, yeah. as, as objectively as you can. So, wow, we had a lot of, there's a lot of thoughts here today, folks. And um, we encourage you to contact us at info at integrativenaturalwellness.com. Again, the email is info at integrativenaturalwellness.com. Or you can go to the website, integrativenaturalwellness.com. Or you can call our phone number, (laughs) 1-800-316-1263. Again, it's 1-800-316-1263. And so until next time, stay healthy, stay well, get that objectivity going, and much success to you from Andrew and Kathleen saying bye. Bye.